Versace on the floor. No. <laughs> Welcome to the Double Dippers Podcast, where we talk about movies, TV shows, comics, pretty much anything. But you can't forget about our friendship. This week, we're talking Mandalorian. Wow, hello and welcome. We're so happy to have you all here today at the Double Dippers Podcast, where we talk about all sorts of crazy things like Mandalorian and who knows what else we got. Sometimes we talk about peacocks. I don't know. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but let me introduce our panel for you today. Like always, we got Matt Michalowski. What's up, y'all? Fan of peacocks. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got Cosmo. Hello. 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 And, oh. And then we have Aziel. I think peacocks scare me. Do they screech? Yeah. Wow. I don't even I was that was my question I don't even know what sound they make Whoa. and then you made you did your thing and I was like that's like a seagull but maybe that's a peacock too I was at the aviary on Friday for my birthday and I saw some peacocks let me tell you but they um, scream yeah they do they do scream and I'm Jared Cummings They're a I don't screamer. Know I said that um no you didn't okay well that's me I'm, I'm Jared hello <laughs> hello <laughs> hello um, and, hello, and I hello. just turned 30. I think everyone on here is at least 30 or over besides Cosmo. That's true. I'm 29, Almost maybe there. still living that freshness. Nice. 29. Yeah, so Cosmo's the youngest and also has the most children. So that's 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 a fun fact. That's true. That's true. Dang. <laughs> I just I just had a second baby. Her name's Robin. Oh. She's like two Aww. weeks old, almost three weeks old. Oh. Dude, I, I have to ask, was there any relation to Batman sidekick? I mean, come on. Of course there is. You know what I'm it saying? It had to but cross also, your mind a little bit. It did. It crossed my mind. I was the one that suggested the name initially. I was like, Amy, what do you think about the name Robin? And I looked up what it meant. And so we, we went with that, with that meaning. But of course, initially, in my mind, I'm like, Robin, dude, come on back. Dang. I love what, that. What's the meaning Defender of the I can ask? It means shine brightly. Oh, that's awesome. Dang. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a German name, which both Amy and I are. And we wanted, uh, well, we're all, I'm also like half Greek, but both of us happen to be German. But um, we wanted her name to, to like be something that like shines in the midst of a dark world that we live in right now. And she's getting yeah. her butt changed or her diaper changed right now. She's getting her butt wiped, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs> Wiping off the darkness. Wipe the world's That's right. Wiping off that darkness. Yeah, wiping dude. off Throwing the dark. away. Yeah. yeah, get that it's darkness chunky. out of here. Ooh, <laughs> chunky darkness. Well, thanks for uh, that, Cosmos. Let's get into the schedule. <laughs> so <I wanted laughs> that's to... so cool, though. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Which part was cool? <laughs> Chunks or the name? Dude? <laughs> the name, Robin. <laughs> but it's always nice to expel the chunks. Okay, so this week we're talking Mandalorian, <laughs> and just so you guys know what's going on here is that in two weeks from now, we're going to be talking uh, WandaVision. It will be ending, the series finale will be this Friday. I'm going to be up 9 a.m. just pulling Jamie out of bed, being like, we need to watch this. I want to know what happens. Um, and then after that, we're going to be talking about um, the Justice League Snyder Cut. That'll be a month from now. So, yeah. Can't yeah, wait. I don't know. 
How do you guys feel about that? I'm stoked. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm stoked about both of those things. WandaVision's been picking up right now. And oh, I've been yeah. reading all these things about the Z- uh, Zack Snyder cut. It sounds Liddy Spaghetti. Ooh, Liddy Spaghetti. Should I read things about the Snyder cut? Because I've been trying to just stay like blind and off the That's how I like to I like to go in blind. But yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I, I think you should go blind, especially since you haven't seen the first one or like the original. Theatrical. Should I see the first one? Just go in blind. I, I, okay. th- I think I'm going to watch the, the original. Like we'll a see, bat. We'll see how devoted I am. Because the Snyder cut, the it is going to be it is going to be like four hours, right? Yes. It's going to be long. Hours. Yeah, it's yeah, supposed so, to be like four type of episodes, right? It's like four it, They're episodes? not actually, it's not, it's not episodic. It's all one thing, but there will be breaks in between. It, it's like four acts, basically. You could think of like it Like a classic so, movie. Yeah. Like the is it going to be in the theaters? Some select theaters are releasing it, but um, in in general, it's just HBO Max. I would see it in theaters. Um, Dang! And I just have to say, I'm just waiting for the day Martian Manhunter finally gets his highlight in the Justice League. Is that happening? Like, is that at all announced? Any sort of Martian Manhunter? I haven't heard of anything. Okay, yeah, I don't know either. I think it's like Howard the Duck. They 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 talk about it. Don't you know, it just makes an appearance, but it's never gonna happen, dude. <laughs> you know, like they'll probably be a man bat. I appreciate that. It's... <laughs> oh, <laughs> shout out to man bat. Can't Mother believe man. it. <laughs> I would watch just... that. <laughs> man bat. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to WandaVision, though. Like, I've I'm learning that I appreciate more of like a longer story like so i'm excited that it's four hours and like like this isn't a spoiler for wanda but it's just like i've appreciated that it's her story over like 10 hours yeah. wait know? so wanda vision this so week is not breath. four hours is that what you're saying no it's oh. not no 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 i no yeah you're right you're right i'm just saying like i'm appreciating oh. when they when they take their time and they're just like we don't care how long it's gonna be and with wandavision since it's a mini series okay. it's just it's 10 hours of her story Th- this coming friday is not okay. four or 10 hours it's just normal time okay i don't know even know what, what it is an yeah. hour yeah they're each like 30 to 40 i think mm-hmm. this one's gonna be a bit longer but not that much longer um no. but yeah it's been good i'm it yeah we can talk about it later. I'm just confused how they're going to wrap it all up in like one small episode, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, and then one other thing I want to say, thanks to Andrew Moore and Bryce Fecarata and also Hannah yeah. Bertelson. They're all involved in making our theme song that we've been using. It's only week two of using our theme song, um, but it's been awesome. And it's the best theme song ever. Yeah, it's fun. Love the double dippers. I love that. Um, and then... I know some people have been waiting for, for a podcast. Sorry, it's been a little bit, but we're here now. We're not stopping. I know you guys are worried, but we're here to stay. That's um, my bad, too, because I had a baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but guess, guess what? It was like a four-hour Zack Snyder cut sort of thing up in the hospital. So What is that? Patient, you What's know the what Snyder saying? cut? Dude, you don't <laughs> even want to know. You don't even want to know. It was wild. Buckwild America. Oh, I love that. I love that word, Buckwild, especially in the context of pregnancy. <laughs> I want to know that visceral reaction that you're getting, Matt. I want. I want to hear how that is like. How that is manifesting in your head. 
Well, when he says Snyder Cut, my first thing went to C-section because I was a C-section baby, and that's I a trigger word for me in yeah, the best of ways. And so I'm just like, you know what? Maybe because we share. Robin and I share the same birthday, February 10th, yeah. not the same year, obviously. But I was like, was she also a C-section baby? She wasn't. That'd be crazy. She wasn't C-section. She was. That's okay. Um, but she was Snyder all Cut. All natural, but a different type of Snyder Cut because. It took a long time, but <clears throat> Luna took like 48 hours to come out of the womb. That's real. And then, oh my gosh, that's two days. That's two days. And then Luna, wow. um, crazy. Robin took like two minutes or something. It was, it was insane. Whoa, yeah. that's not Snyder Cut. Two, two minutes? minutes? Maybe that's not this. Maybe that's the Josh Sweden one. That's like, anyways, I don't know what that is. That's the anime. That's like the teaser series. trailer. Um, that's just the pilot the animated um the pilot the lord of the rings extended edition so i have a question really quick sorry jared just i'm just this one curiosity because i don't know um 48 hours does amy get to sleep at all or she's like i'm up for 48 hours until this baby comes no she she got to sleep initially but once you get the epidural it's no more sleeping does she I have think. 48 hours of epidural? Uh, no. Actually, I think she was able to sleep once she got the epidural. I can't remember. But once it's like, once it's go time, it's go time, you know. Dang. And well, are you kind of high when you get the epidural? Is that how that works? You are uh, just like numb from the waist down, basically. Okay. Okay, so yeah. I just don't know how much our listeners want to listen to all this. So let's... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep going but now now you guys know how babies are made so let's talk about mandalorian <laughs> speaking of babies there's one baby i love and his name is grogu you know what i'm saying that was a great transition yeah. i loved it that was so smooth <laughs> jared brilliant you just slid on when in you there you guys were talking about babies is all i could think of was, was my, my, main, my main man dude going the little force i love i love that guy so um, is so, it is it PC for me to call it call Grogu Baby Yoda? Because I just want to call him Baby Yoda. Well, call him whatever you want. Um, Have the fans agreed that it's okay to call him Baby Yoda? I think so. I think so. I also think we ought to. There should be yeah. a disclaimer now that yeah, this will be spoiler filled. Yeah. <laughs> We've already. Yeah. Uh, may have said one thing (laughs) um but from now on this episode will have many spoilers yeah yeah so we're gonna be talking about spoilers thanks for that cosmo i think grogu if you didn't find on the internet i don't know you're crazy um but but yeah you're right some people maybe people are staying way far away and then still finding our podcast about it i don't know um but (laughs) but yeah so that's that's weird (laughs) but that that's good let's stick with that so yeah, we're going to spoil whatever we want. So Mandalorian seasons one and two, just all of Mandalorian. We're going to talk about it. So if you don't want to hear anything, then we'll say bye now. You can go look up more stuff about having babies, maybe. Well, not, not in that way, but um, okay. So Google's got some good images. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk about some Star Wars first. Um, I know it, we had a rant, like a bonus episode with some rants and tangents, and we talked a little bit about where we're at with Star Wars, but I think it'd be good for all of us to give a brief summary of where maybe our fandom or interest in Star Wars first started and where we're currently at with it. Like, are we a huge fan? Are we so-so? Like, where is each person at? 
And one one more thing I want to say is I know Star Wars can be that can be a hot topic because lots of people have many opinions in many different ways. We all love each other. And like, we're just going to state our opinions and even like we might get names wrong because there's just a lot, you know, going on. So please don't judge us. Um, so we're just, <laughs> we're just going to try our best to talk about Star Wars and just do it in a fun way. Okay. It's all, it's all fun. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Here's first. You get to choose. Okay. Aziel, you talked. Let's do it. Star Wars, my... I remember distinctly watching episode four for the first time as a kid with my dad in our basement. And I was just, the puppeteering just blew me away. And I mean, I was a fan of the show Dinosaurs. I don't know if y'all ever watched the Ooh. Jim Henson Dinosaur show. Like oh, yeah. full-fledged puppeting. Yes. Yeah, like Star Wars yes. was just a direct connection to that for me. And I just was automatically in love with Star Wars, which ironically... Episode four might be one of my bottom three <laughs> Star Wars episodes uh, that I actually like. But yeah, I, I would say my Star Wars obsession was expanded with all of the comics out there on Star Wars. I feel like they've had a bit of a rough season with trying to keep the comic series going, but it was definitely strong during uh, episodes two and three. With the Clone Wars going on, they had a lot of strong material going on. Sweet. How old were you when you watched episode four? I'm curious. I mean, I don't even remember. I have to, I would say like, I was pretty young, maybe around eight, but that's just totally me taking a guess. But I distinctly remembering watching it for the first time. You guys had a basement in Arizona? We had a basement in Arizona. Have a basement. Mm. Yeah, we were in there. Yeah. We I've never in been there. in there. I want to go in there. <laughs> Shoot. Let's go to the basement. Okay. So where memories happen. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. You got scary like alien spiders in there. Like that one episode. <laughs> Just trying to throw out some references. Uh, Matt, what is your um, thoughts on Star Wars? Well, I'm, I'm a new fan. So I was such a poser as a little kid. Like, my like i remember going to kids camp in the summer and we were being in some gym and they'd be like put on star wars and everyone's like oh it's, you know it's it, making all these references and i was like oh, i know exactly what you're talking about but i had no idea we just it did, wasn't a movie we grew up in our home mm-hmm. or had in my home and and so it wasn't i like a month ago i watched all the originals um wow. for the first time all the way through and i had just seen clips and it, I, and it was one of those, I had thought I had watched them, but then as I'm watching it, I was just like 95% of this movie, these movies I haven't seen before. So it was, it was pretty fascinating, but I would say the Mandalorian coming in with like zero knowledge on the lore. Um, and it, I was intrigued and I was captivated and I was anticipating for each kind of the episodes to kind of come out. And I think that's a, a testament to the show when they can make something for like, super fans and for just people like noobs like me that had no idea what was going on and a lot of it just probably went over my head um and i was like i i'm i'm into star wars and then i watched mandalorian and then that made me want to get more so i started watching clone wars and when i started watching clone wars that's when i got thirsty you know what i'm saying um and and so that's when i was like i want to watch the originals and the prequels and just understand and like 
I have, I feel like I have more of the courage to process and talk about it. Um, cause I'm not a poser anymore. I've seen, I've seen things that I can't unsee, you know what I'm saying? So I'm a fan. I'm a new fan. I'll probably say things that are incorrect, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> hey man. So that's what we do here. Uh, Cosmo, what about you? Um, well, do you want the long answer or the short answer? Cause I got, I feel like I got, I got many answers I could give to this question. Well, let's, let's give like, do you have a medium answer? Medium. Okay. That sounds good. Um, half a dip. Yeah. So for me, Star Wars goes way back to, I mean, I, 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 I don't even think I was at a cognitive age by the time I was watching the first one, because my mom, <clears throat> she's a teacher and would put on those movies while she was grading papers for my brother and I to watch them as a form of like uh, babysitting while she's like getting work done. And so um, <clears throat> there's aspects of the, of the movies, like the sound mm-hmm. quality and the, and the music, they go hand in hand for me. And so I can like, there's like parts of the music that uh, I can like, you know, uh, tell you when Chewbacca roars and stuff like that, because I just know it so well, it like flows. Um, And I think for me, honestly, like I I love, I love the Star Wars franchise. I'm still a fan of it. I, I like the sequels. Uh, (laughs) I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I, I, I love pretty much everything that Star Wars has produced. Um, I haven't, I haven't read all of the modern comics that have been, that have come out since the retcon of the old stuff. But um, to me, Star Wars is, um, honestly, it's like a really important part of my life. I think like, uh, because it it goes back so far to my early childhood, like um, it, it reminds me of a time that I like was a kid, right. And I had like, really hard stuff happened to me kind of like later in my childhood. And so um, it reminds me and brings me back to a time of like uh, that, you know, a time that was simpler and that I was a child. And, and uh, the fact that there's like, you're seeing heroes overcome their own obstacles and overcome like the darkness and stuff like that, like that just like speaks to me and it still does, you know, um, and has shaped a lot of the ways that I, uh, even like live my life to be totally honest. So I, I, I love Star Wars. It's, it's a big, a big thing in my life and um, even a big thing in my marriage and my family now. So anyways, I love it. I'm a big fan. Dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love how much of a fan you are Cosmo. I know that's always been a part of like, you've always talked about mm-hmm. that. So that's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I did not grow up watching the movies as much and science fiction has, wasn't my favorite thing growing up. So it was something I kind of had to jump into later. And I remember in high school, I watched all the movies for the first time and I still was like, okay, they're, you know, there's Star Wars, like it just didn't like catch on to me, like some other stuff, but like kind of what Matt was saying, the Mandalorian has gotten me a lot more into Star Wars. Like I've Try, I always been watching the movies because like all of you guys like I love movies and tv shows and Star Wars is a big deal so whenever a movie comes out like I want to make sure to be in on that and I loved uh, episode seven when that came out like I was like even though I know I know it's not everyone's favorite but I was hooked in on that one and yeah. um 
And then when Mandalorian recently came out, um, or when it came out two years ago, I just love, I just thought the story was so good. And I love like the live action concepts. And I recently watched, um, they have on Disney Plus, I think it's called like the Star Wars Mandalorian Gallery. Or, it like shows how it's made. And I'm like super yes. impressed in how they made that. So good. Um, yeah. And it's gotten me into watching, you, you just said this, Matt, too, but it's gotten me into watching the Clone Wars because it introduces characters in there. And I was like just told that it was a good show and I'm like I want to watch good shows and I've been really into it <laughs> yeah. yeah we yeah. all want to watch good shows yeah we all want to watch good shows we all dip in although I was telling Cosmo this the yeah. other day but there are some like political episodes where I'm like a little bit bored but then there's some other episodes where I'm just like so hooked so oh, I want to hear about these political episodes I'm curious <laughs> I, just, I think I we should know. just dive right in that I think it's like Jar, Jar Jar Binks is talking to like I don't even like like the alien race that Watto is. In oh, China. okay. You're talking about the Clone Wars. I thought you were talking oh. about the Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. I thought we were talking about, okay, yeah. So that's Clone We'll talk about that later. I was like, I don't know if we should be jumping all into that stuff. But that no, was, no, no. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. talking about the Mandalorian. And I, I was like, think, ooh, I want to hear what you have to say. That's not a spoiler I'm worried about the Clone Wars. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> Mandalorian. No, I liked all the Mandalorian stuff. Um, there wasn't an episode that I didn't like. Um, but I'm, I, yeah, it's, it's very fun. You know, I can get nitpicky, but it's, I just think overall it's a super fun show and I like it. Well, that's, that's a big draw for me. There wasn't a lot of politics yeah. talk in it. Like as there were in the prequels, I think it delved in the politics side when it, when it would come up with like the ethnic dissonances mm. between Mandalore and Jedi and some of these underlying things that they didn't like hit hard on mm -hmm. but they were kind of naturally there yeah that were better than just like what does the senate say and what does the republic say and <laughs> which i was like i don't know what's i don't know what they say yeah and so i was, it was, it was to follow along yeah yeah and that's the always... downside with the politics because i feel like the politics can make for such a richer experience because you're you're getting into the depths like i I appreciate, especially with George Lucas and the, the prequel series, I really appreciate how much he creates this world with, like, you see the brokenness in the political system, and it really creates for a rich environment. Um, but the downside with that, and then I learned that after experimenting by having Danielle try to start with episodes one, two, and three, how wrong yeah. that was because you got to be invested in the show to get into the nitty gritty of the politics. Cause it is just so much. That's like fan level intensity. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you care about the relationships at that point. If you start at the prequel. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Once you care about the characters and you know more of their backstory, then the politics fit in naturally. Cause I, I started with the prequels too, like Danielle. And I was just kind of like, Oh, like, I don't mm. care. But then it wasn't until the end I looked back and I was like, okay, but that makes sense. So his, I agree, his attention to detail is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, that he's like, even in the politics, I'm going to like assess this out. Mm -hmm. What were you going to yeah, say, Kyle? I, I, I just, I, I like that there is that aspect to it. I think that that does do a good job of world building because oftentimes in stories like this, it is just like good versus evil. You know, it's kind of just like the good guy versus the bad guy or whatever. But in this, you're seeing political structures and you're seeing 
but you know, like you, you come into episode four, just hearing about the empire and then you learn who the emperor is, mm. but uh, one, two, and three do this beautiful thing of setting up how that actually happened. And not only how, how it happened, but like how people could actually follow something that is so corrupt mm-hmm. and evil by the time we see it in episode four and, and yeah. the, the original series, mm-hmm. like you see how Palpatine mastermind it in such a way to make it actually uh, what it is. And I, I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I really appreciate mm-hmm. about Star Wars because I really do think the bad guy versus the good guy can be a pretty exhausting storyline to go through over and over and over again, especially in the age of superhero films. And that's what I really appreciate with Star Wars is that you still get that conversation of good and evil, but it's so much bigger than that. It really is about the universe as a whole and these little you know, pieces within the universe that are trying to influence peoples as a whole or like worlds as a whole or just the whole galaxy. Yeah, and I like in Mandalorian, I like that um, it just focuses so much on these like characters. It just feels like this very small world. And and like, I think that's just very fun where it's just we're following this one guy. He runs, he gets into shenanigans and runs into characters that you see again and again, which I really like that aspect of just like mm-hmm. all these characters that pop in and out of, sh- of, of episodes. And it just feels like it almost could be a cartoon, but it's like live action and it's and it's just really great. So I'm enjoying that. But what do you guys like about Mandalorian? I want to know what's like, yeah, what's what some of your, one of your favorite things about it? I'm assuming, and you could tell, yeah, you could also say where it's at on your dippy scale too, as you like out of, out of two mm-hmm. dips, I guess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Between one and two dips, where would you, where would you, you single say? dip or double dip? <laughs> <laughs> one and a, one and three fourths dip. Oh, <laughs> so I would definitely well, double dip like, with that. Oh, go ahead, Cos. Yeah. yeah, I double dip it too. I mean, I've seen it twice through. Yeah. So I'm a sauce man. I'm I'm dipping all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm totally double double dipping it. I'm like, no, I, I was gonna like say one and three quarter. I'm not very good at giving things like like an all the way, but I love I do like this show a lot and just like even like WandaVision I would watch it like every Friday like right away partially I just didn't want to get spoiled but I also had a great time I was this my- is like when when they're eat, you're eating wings and they just bring you a small uh, ramekin of ranch and you say can I get some more ranch like I want like can I get some more Mandalorian you know <laughs> Cosmo is like the all-time lover of Star Wars what's one of your favorite things about Mandalorian why do you why'd you watch it twice yeah, that's a great question. I, oh man, there's so much I feel like to talk about, but I think one of the things that was really compelling to me uh, in the Mandalorian story was, um, you know, th- the way that they advertised it was like, you're going to see the gritty side of the galaxy. You're going to see a bounty hunter killing and there's no lightsabers. And you're like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? You know, it's like a Western and samurais and Star Wars. I'm like, holy crap. And then all of a sudden he finds a baby and the whole show is about a dad and a baby. And I'm like, this is my jam right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I, I love very down to earth, very grounded, even though it is highly sci-fi. And so 
Um, it, it, it felt like very unique that it was those things, but it also felt very in line with Star Wars, right? Luke and Vader, right? It's a story of a, of a father and a son. And so it was cool seeing uh, that mirrored, but also uh, taken in a totally different direction mm. and um, really uh, deep uh, lore into those characters. Really loved it. Yeah, this is, is this the, like, this is, there's multiple adoption stories in the Star Wars universe. And I mean, he's, he like fosters baby Yoda in, in a lot of ways, but isn't, is this like the first adoption slash foster story where we get to see like from the beginning kind of throughout a little bit? Cause normally I'm thinking of like Luke and Leia and is there another one who else gets adopted? Well, the story of Anakin, the story of Anakin, right? He is like, and he's like supposed to be adopted by Qui-Gon, right? But then Qui-Gon dies. And so we see him, we see uh, Obi-Wan kind of take that, that role. But then, uh, you know, by the end of episode three, sorry, we're talking deep into the actual yeah. movies and stuff. Oh, no, that, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, by the end of episode three, Obi-Wan is like, you were like a brother to me. So rather than it being an adoption story, it's it, it what, what, that was what it should have been. That's what we, that's what, Anakin needed but instead um, his master was more like a brother than a father to him and so that was part of the reason that he uh, went to the dark side you know he didn't have that father figure in his life and so um, that's another another adoption story within it is Kylo Ren adopted by the um, by the spaceship I don't know (laughs) I don't don't know where he ends I mean you can you can be adopted by a machine (laughs) R2-D2-C-3PO that's what it's supposed to be with the Jedi in general, because I mean they are bringing children into the fold of their yeah. order, and they are basically having them forsake all of what they hold as dear, and and trying to teach them that very Buddhist mentality of relinquishing all things, which is what I really appreciated about Episode Eight is that tension that they were trying to like really get into of was this the right path for Jedi to say that attachments weren't good. Mm. But I felt like it's a theme that was left unexplored and I really hope they do explore that more. And I do like, I think what's cool is that they could touch on that with the Mandalorian with baby Yoda. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm not supposed to call him Baby Yoda, but I just I love it so much. Yeah, what you there's want. no judgment here. The Dippy's yeah. Dippy's got your back. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like. I appreciate the attachment he has, and I really hope that in future seasons they're kind of really dig into that because I think it could could make for some really rich material to touch into things about the Jedi Order that was broken that they could really explore and, and create deeper material with. Hmm. Yeah, well, and ultimately, this, just to kind of like go back to what the show looks like as a whole, like it's basically man, like Mando, what's his name? I, I call um, Mando. Din, yeah. Din Jin? Din, Din, Din Jaren. Din Jaren. Din Jaren. It's basically him and Baby DJ. Yoda going on adventures, going to different planets. And oh, I was going to name name my name one of my one of my favorite characters um but and i just think it's like so so great um going to different places and running into different characters like that like that fish fish lady um yeah eating those eating those eggs and (laughs) and so i just enjoy 
I felt um, bad. All that craziness. But you felt bad about what? I felt bad that he was, Grogu was eating her children. But I also was confused. I was like, I, like a mother's intuition is so strong. Like, like I feel like she would know and she would be counting those eggs Are you every saying time. She's a she bad mother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying she, she doesn't care for her kids. Yeah. Bro, she was a refugee. I'm not. Man. She cares. She she went with she's, Mando. She traveled across so the universe. Out. Yeah, she's so stressed. Yeah, no. You know, I got a lot. That was the wrong lifestyle. comment to make. She has a husband. Everyone's, and they were happy. Everyone's gonna come out. They were yeah, so um, happy. Yeah. Um. What's one no, of your she guys? Made the journey, but she what? jumped in that hot tub, and she should not have done that. Everyone knows she should not have been tubbing. That yeah, she's been a little big. over chill tubbing. Yeah, that's true. She went a little over chill. That's right. But and, she didn't and, need to relax. She was. It was tense. Hey, hey if there's some she moms some that are, if we have some moms that are dippies, you should go in the jacuzzi right now. Get a spa day. You yeah. deserve you it. You deserve it. Yeah. You deserve Thank it. Thank you, Cosmo. Just don't do it. it. Don't do it in a cave with a bunch of spider alien eggs. That's all I got. Especially when a monster is trying to eat thing. your children. Yeah. yeah. And you know, everyone's got a Sabbath. <laughs> yep. Sometimes you just got a tub and you just got to rely that, you know, things are going to take care of themselves. You need to take a break. Cosmo, you were so spot on. Like, sometimes you just got a tub in an ice cave. With but to continue the analogy, no one leaves their baby, their infant child, by a hungry pit bull who hasn't eaten in a while. So go You're right. get in the hot tubs, but don't leave your child near a hungry pit bull. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but <laughs> when was there a pit bull in Star Wars? That's my question. <laughs> what are you saying? There's no dogs in Star Wars. Gro- droids. Grogu is the hungry pit bull. Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Obi- Obi-Wan's my dog. Obi-Wan. Oh. Oh, yeah. Who's your big dog? Who's my dog, <laughs> What what's an episode that stood out to you guys from from either season of Mandalorian? I like Mayfield, the second one. Um, what's his name? Bill Burr. When um, him and Mando break into, I forget where. Mm. Um, the, yeah. I just was intrigued by his character. I am um, a stormtrooper, an ex stormtrooper. Um, that you get to see do some pretty BA things and fighting and stuff, but also just have this level of like, um, I don't, I don't know if you'd say regret, but just ang- like this, this high emotion towards um, the stormtrooper. I'm forget. Is it? It's not the republic. Is it the republic? Uh, the empire. Empire. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was one of my faves. It's a good one, Cosmo. Do you have, do you have an episode you like? Oh my gosh. I, I, I'm like you, Jared. I love every episode. I think season one, my my favorite episode is the one where Bill Burr's character is also introduced, Mayfield, where they break into that prison and they're breaking out. Um, yeah, that, the heist. Yeah, so good. It's yeah. like it's like Batman and Suicide Squad and Star Wars, and I'm like, I love this. <laughs> Y'all, um, ironically, that was like my least favorite episode of the really? whole series. Really, the heist. Yeah, so Damn, yeah I, wow. I was even telling Danielle, I was like, I'll oh, be prepared. This episode is so boring. And what, then she's like, oh, like I loved it. it. Oh. I think for me, it's just watching too much. Like, you know, Star Wars TV shows, too much, you know, DC TV shows. It just felt a little too cookie cutter for me. Mm. Um, That's fair. Yeah. But... No, everyone I've heard, like, I know I'm cutting against the grain with that. 
but it definitely yeah. was like the one that I was just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that episode. I I oh man, yeah. So that that's my favorite from season one. I think season two, my favorite episode was um, the Jedi, or I think is what it was called. Uh, I think it's episode five or something like that when they when they show ahsoka oh my yeah. goodness yeah oh, that, was, gosh. that was great that oh was, my was that the first jedi in the mandalorian makes... ahsoka or did they show yeah oh yeah yeah i think so I, oh it just was so cool like I, I, as as a long-term fan like i i've watched the clone wars i've watched the introduction mm. and and the uh you know the like Ahsoka's character develop and so seeing her um in live action um mm. dude it was incredible and and the music oh my gosh there's so much oh, attention to detail my. in this mm-hmm. episode and Dave Filoni if anything guys I just want Dave Filoni to listen Come to this now. episode and I want him to know so that sorry. I love him How I many will do dips you I got will, for him out of two I got I Come got on every dip infinite possible. dips I got infinite dip for that's, Dave that's Filoni. Two dips. <laughs> we got some Dave dips, dude. Inf- he's, he's like my Chick-fil-A sauce. I will dip, I will get three Chick-fil-A oh, sauces Closed on just for my small fry. Anyway. Not raising canes. <laughs> Ra- raising canes is good. <laughs> I think it's overhyped. I think it's overrated. I'm not gonna pay extra. Okay, but here's the thing. That episode was phenomenal. And one of the things that like sucked me in was the lighting in that episode. Like Ahsoka makes Mm -hmm. fluorescent lights look so Mm -hmm. good. Like, yeah, in the fog in the forest, it was just it was perfect. Yeah, Rosario Dawson, that was a good choice. I thought that was so good. Yes, it was. Crushed it. It was so good. And I like okay, going back to the music, it's just an appreciation of detail. (laughs) Like. They, they, uh, the, the, the composer Ludwig, I can't remember his last name, but he, uh, in, he, he brings, this is like maybe one of the first episodes in the Mandalorian where he takes hints from past themes from John Williams's themes or past Star Wars themes. And so you hear, uh, Ahsoka's theme played in the midst of the Mandalorian theme and you hear, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's like a scene where she's talking about I've only seen one other species like Grogu um, and it is it was Master Yoda and you hear you hear Yoda's theme oh my gosh I would I, didn't I even cried hear that. Oh I was crying gosh. I was a little baby in that episode it was so beautiful so that that's my favorite one uh, of season two and Dave Filoni you directed it I love you dude you are the reason that friggin Mandalorian is the best I love you if you ever listen to this episode of the Double Dippers, just know that I love you. Who's the bigger baby? We love uh, you. You or, ba- or Baby Yoda? Yeah, I was crying like a baby. Or Baby yeah, Robin. Baby Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Grogu cried once. I cried a lot. Yeah. During the Mandalorian. Yeah. How old is Grogu? He's like eighty years old. It's like fifty. Like fifty, right? Yeah. Someone else want to call out an yeah, episode they really liked? Like Matt, did you talk about it? About one, yeah, yeah, I said the Mayfield one. I think that's season two. I, I mean, I think I would say I forgot about the Ahsoka one. That was probably one of my top ones. You know, Um, when the beam 
with um, Boba Fett when uh, Grogu's beam was, went up. I was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that coming? was legit. Who yeah. is that yeah. baby calling oh, on the, the phone? That episode, the tragedy, yeah, that was like my favorite. Like when we when we watched that, I just looked at Jamie and I was like, I enjoyed this show, but now I this show is like one of the best shows. I just the whole oh, episode was dang. so good. I thought, so and good. I loved yeah. the action scene with well, all that- the stormtroopers with like Boba Fett, and then um, yeah, I forget what the other character's name but she's like running on along the the rocks as they're all shooting at her oh, this is so many good Fennec, i think yes yeah. Fennec is her name and that's yeah. the first time i've i physically is that the first time we physically have seen the force like that beam is that does that count as the force in my mind i was like i'm seeing the force physically i would say that like counts as the force beam. like the visible manifestation of the force yeah um, yeah. But my fa- my favorite sweet. episode, and I think this goes back, I don't even know. I mean, this could be a good quiz series, but there was a Clone Wars before Dave's Clone Wars that I was obsessed with, done by one of my favorite directors. And I think we talked about this. Genity uh, Tart, I don't know how to say his last name, like Tartavosky. He did Dexter's Lab. He did Samurai Jack, which I'm like, like, knee deep into like quintuple dipping samurai jack but his clone war series i've rewatched those over and over and over again but i loved in the first season of the clone war series that he did there was the battle between the two the fish nation where you saw the like um the two fish species one's like uh, the fish head people against the the, the dangly necks. I, I don't I don't remember their names. I'm watching that I was, right now. I'm in the art. I'm yeah. I was so obsessed with that. But that's from like the Samurai Jack creator, not the the anim, the new animated series. But so, anyways, that that plays into my geeking out for the newest in um, season two, the Eris uh, episode. That was my absolute favorite. Going to that planet that's just pure water and visiting that planet i was like obsessed with it i immediately was like who directed it and i saw that it was bryce dallas howard and i was like what the heck i didn't know she was a director this was such a brilliant episode and her tie-ins to star wars lore as well i mean she did such a good job with it and i i loved the comedic relief in that episode i loved their whole escape plan to hijack the ship tying in to the newer Clone Wars series with with Dave, I just I was that was the episode for me that I was just so obsessed with. So good. <laughs> Is that the episode that we get to see the other? I forget the, the other Mandalorians. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and that's when. Oh, that was so. That's good. when Fish Mama gets to see her husband again, and oh, yeah. finally yes. the eggs. Yeah, the eggs. We we can Season, breathe a sigh oh of relief because all the eggs. She, you know, there's still some legs left over to, you know, propagate her family. Yeah. They're my OTP. Yeah, I ship them. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's when it, it kind of set up for Ahsoka yeah. too. The fish mm-hmm. lady. No, because Bo Bo Katan. Bo-Katan, she says, yeah. uh, "Go to this planet and find mm. find Ahsoka Tano." I was like, "Oh, yeah, oh! yeah." <laughs> yeah that, yeah, that now, episode had me on the edge of my seat because yeah. i was so excited to see ahsoka yeah i was so excited and i think it was just everything about that episode 
like the yeah. episode itself and the build up for the next one. Yep. So good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the episode where because I had no idea who Ahsoka was and they said her name and then I heard, you know, I saw all this stuff that said like Clone Wars is the best, and that's when I started watching it. Was that episode? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Clone Wars, real quick, quick plug. Yeah. The things that you are desiring, Aziel, in in that you that was that came out in episode eight, like uh, the Last Jedi, talking about the failures of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, Clone Wars talks a lot about that. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Those are big themes within it, and so um, you know, I know that you've watched that, but maybe you've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I need to rewatch. The only thing I've watched recently was the latest season once it was published on uh disney's platform but i haven't watched it in a long time mm -hmm. but i did really appreciate that about the clone wars series especially yeah. because i mean between episodes two and three you don't really get to see any of the camaraderie between anakin and obi-wan and i appreciate mm -hmm. that the yeah. clone wars gets into that and i know that that's something george lucas wanted to begin with mm -hmm. but i'm glad that we got to see a lot of that but you also see the brokenness of of the Jedi throughout that series. And I know that that was one of the major goals. I really appreciated it, but um, yeah, I haven't seen it in so long, except yeah. for that last season. But that last season was still epic, even though I didn't remember a lot of the Clone Wars series, I still remembered the characters and mm -hmm. especially, especially with Ahsoka, just that whole ending was just so powerful. Yeah, so good. Um, we can't spoil it for you two. I don't know if you two. Oh yeah, I do. Yet. Yeah, do not spoil. We're, we're getting it. Wars. Yep. I'd, I'd be very. I've, I had a wonky viewing of it because I wanted to watch season two of The Mandalorian with some knowledge of um, um, Ahsoka Tana and some Clone Wars. So I watched the last few episodes of seasons five, six, and seven to prepare me for season two, and so I'm I'm going back and rewatching it from the beginning. So. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's very fun. I love it. Um, <laughs> I've been watching it. I've I said this to you guys a few times, but I've been watching it in chronological order. And there's been times where I feel like that really paid off. Where I was in season three, it took me back to season one. And I really appreciated it a lot more than I think I would have if I watched it in the order it came out. So that's just my recommendation. And I don't think it's that hard. Like it sounds overwhelming to have to like look. But I mean, it's not too many episodes out of order. It's just, I just think it's helpful. But yeah um yeah so i have a question about mandalorian that involves the star wars universe so at the end of season two as we know it you know we got that we got the cameo we got luke and then we Oof. got we got my boy r2d2 he's vibing Oof. i love i love me some r2d2 okay first of all actually i want to give a take where i feel like he's moving is r2d2 is he like is he like the most used character in the star wars universe i feel like he's in everything and C-3PO. I would say C-3PO was in a little more prevalent than R2-D2. Oh, really? In Clone Wars, I feel like R2-D2 is boss. Like, I feel like he's all over yeah. the place. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movies. But yeah. Well, I think everything. I'm just thinking, like, if you took everything, like, which character do you see the most? I don't know. Maybe, maybe C-3PO. Yeah, I think R2 would be, yeah, I think R2 would then be my guess, too. Yeah. He's in every movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's true and that guy that guy vibes he's been through some adventures like every time i'm he's... watching an episode of clone wars i'm like dang that guy's been through some crap he moves to, like his movement through sand like any terrain he's all terrain 
Yes. <laughs> it's impressive. I always and in episode stuck. two, we learned he can fly. Yeah. yeah. That was epic. Oh, yeah. Him okay. bringing out his little, you know, jet torches pack. or whatever those are. Yeah, jetpack and just flying out and saving the day for Anakin. I give him two and a half dips. He's, you know. <laughs> I would dip hard. I would, oh, you're I'd breaking him, your own rule. I know. <laughs> Jared, thank you for breaking the boundaries because I'm going three dips. For, <laughs> um, for so, point. my question at the end, Luke comes mm. in. I've been watching some of the movies randomly. I recently saw episode four, like two weeks ago, but Luke comes in at the end and um then jaran asks him are you are you a jedi so do people not know who luke is i thought he was like is he not well oh he's not like people don't know that he's like because i don't remember the ending of like episode so that's just my thought so people don't know of him as like no because you have to remember the rebellion isn't huge yeah um it's not like stuff yeah i mean he got medals and stuff but the rebellion is still pretty small and and I mean, the, and Kaz can correct me if I'm wrong, but the galaxy was a pretty fractured place. Like the only thing that was well known was the empire. And the rebels are like known as this ragtag group that's trying to like resist this absolute empire. So he, you know, while Luke might've been well known to the rebels, the empire, he's a, I mean, he's a no name. He's not, it's not like, his name was ever like indicated to have been advertised as you know the guy who destroyed the death star like i don't they don't indicate that like he had a you know garnered any fame at that point yeah not that i can remember well and and the empire like like the beginning of the empire right it, it, it starts with order 66 we see that in episode three and so uh the emperor like sis systematically like wipes out the Jedi but then what he does throughout um, the period in between episode three and episode four is um, he basically erases the memory of mm. Jedi and the force altogether um, wow. and so like the people don't even know that the emperor himself is a force wielder wow. um, and so like you know you you, mm. you in episode four there's the these uh higher ups that are talking to Darth Vader. And we know Darth Vader is like, you know, number one, like he's the right hand man to the emperor. And they're like, oh, you use this old, uh, yeah. old mm-hmm. ways, this like old sorcery. Yeah. yeah. And and so like, basically they, they, yeah. they have made- Like it's outdated. Yeah. The way they talk about it. They're, it's like this old religion. That's how they, yeah. that's how they define it. And so um, Jedi, especially Jedi have basically been wiped out um mm-hmm. from people's memory and just and stuff like that you know so yeah i so appreciate that after- oh sorry go ahead jerry oh no sorry just to clarify so even after because this is after episode six right yeah so after like and they i mean they mentioned that that they win um but they still don't know anything about the jedi or not a lot yeah, I guess it's still pretty fractured at that okay. point. I mean, which I think is an interesting point because we haven't really seen that. We we don't know much about that that time frame between episode six and seven. And so that Especially is- Especially with Disney wiping like what was considered, you know, yeah. canon, mm-hmm. you know, material outside of the movies. It's, I mean, it's all like, it's all just discovery material at this point. Yeah. With like anything they're they're creating. So all we can go off of is based on what we know has been discussed. And 
even with like when we see in episode seven those the planets you know the the new republic that's being formed i mean it's quickly destroyed and even then like it seems like the the knowledge of the force wielders is pretty limited to those who are already in the close circle yeah from the older the older era yeah i think that they know of luke by that time of episode seven because like ray knows yeah. who he is. she's like oh uh, like has heard tales of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think probably by the time of Mandalorian, which is only a few years after mm-hmm. episode six, it's mm-hmm. still kind of under wraps. Also like Din Djarin is like a dude that's like kind of in like the, the, like the underground, right. Of the galaxy. Like he's not. Yes. He's off the he, grid a little bit. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's what I appreciated about the Mandalorian because there was mm-hmm. an episode that he's just like, he, he didn't know, he had never heard of the term Jedi before. And yeah. I think that's what makes the show approachable because um, Star Wars can be, there's so much, you know, from comics to movies to TV shows. But this guy is just like, I'm I'm learning with some people yeah. coming in. So it was we pretty fascinating. We were all Mando. We're all Din Djarin. We're all, oh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> in some way. I'll dip into that Din. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> of Mando and Din Djarin, um, can we talk about that mustache for a second? <laughs> yes can i i have a comment about that can i can i go yes off a oh go bit for it that? matt go off so pedro pascal that's his name right mm-hmm. pedro p i yeah. mean everything i've seen him in he's just stayed strong with a mustache <laughs> it's true but, um but he's the kind of guy that is just he's he's like he looks good on radio and off radio you know what i mean like i, I listened to talk radio as a kid and then when the internet came out i remember looking up some of these these dudes up and i was like dang they're not how i imagined <laughs> you know but when he takes his like when he has his helmet on he sounds attractive and then yeah. when he takes his helmet off i mean he is attractive um but my so this is my hot take it's a little silly but um i think apart from the good looking mustache i think um pedro dinjarin has the second greatest hat hair in all of Disney. In all <laughs> and of it was number one. Who's the first clearly... So I'll, I'll yeah, share. I want to share, I wanna share my criteria. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a shout out to Stephen Graham for helping us. With yeah, I was like that totally like. No, yeah, I, I I'm no, no yeah. yeah. You crafted this, but man. um, I've used the, the <laughs> yeah, tools. This I've been was given. definitely for the head. Yeah, some Stephen, you better tell us this is a good hot it. take. So, okay. my criteria for good hat hair an exceptional half hair is one it's not distracting so when some people take off a hat or whatever it's on their head you have like a massive cowlick and it's just like you took your hat off but can you put that back on you know pedro doesn't have that you don't even notice his hair when he takes off his helmet okay two mm-hmm. for good hat hair it looks good so when some people take off their whatever they're wearing it's like greasy hair um you know i would say with with pedro he doesn't, it's not, he doesn't have volume to his hair, but it's definitely not matted. You know, it's like the bedhead you want to have. You wish you could have, you know what I'm saying? And the third criteria I think that this fits in is um, anytime a character takes off their hat, there's a significant, it ushers forth a significant moment. So mm. with Pedro, every time he took off his helmet and you see his hat hair, it was important. Like he, he had a moment where he trusted the droid he had a moment where he's helping Mayfield, you know, and he had to show his face to a human. And then he wanted to build this connection with Grogu. 
So my, my list in this is, um, so number five is the Mad Hatter in um, Alice in Wonderland. Number four is Jesse from Toy Story. It would be Woody, but Woody's what? got that fake plastic hair. And Jesse Jesse has, has real hair and she's just a cowgirl. And she's always <laughs> off her hat and it looks good. Okay. The discount. Number two, three is Jack Sparrow. Number Ooh. two Captain. is Pedro. Mm. And Captain. number one, Captain. any guesses? Mm, oh, can you say like a franchise? I don't no, know. Like it's, give it not. Away. That, that, it's not. Number uh, one. Is it, is it Iron Man? No. Is this all Disney Plus stuff? This is what you said? Oh, Disney. This is Disney. I mean, this is going. I mean, you could go ESPN if you want, because that's Disney. Number one is Mary Poppins. <laughs> Julie Andrews, when she like, okay, so she takes off her hat. It's not distracting. It looks good. And when she takes off her hat, she gets those kids to clean up their room. You know what I'm saying? And that's when the magic starts happening. <laughs> hair, I love it. My hair is popping. Yeah. And I don't think okay, you so think, I just Julianne. Hair's popping. I googled Pedro Pascal hat hair to see if anyone had any articles on it and i only found two things about it but they're pretty funny so i thought i'd read them Do it. pedro pascal makes me sin <laughs> just look at the way he bites his lip Ooh. and then the other one He's is on justcollecting.com pedro pascal authentic strand of hair someone's trying to collect that hair whoa so Dude, it must be a thing Life is good, but it could Life be better. Life. <laughs> yeah. right, wow. Pascal quote from Wonder Woman. I have, a, I have a story about Pedro Pascal actually with the Mandalorian. So my yeah. roommate at the time, Victoria Sanchez, if you listen to the show, this is you. you um, better. She was like, she, when she found out that the actor for Mando was, uh, was Pedro, she was like, I love him. I'm so excited for him to take off his helmet. Like she hadn't finished season one yet. And I had at this point. And she's like, I just can't wait. You know, she was talking all these. Okay. Sorry, Vic. We call her big gulp. That's her nickname. Cause she's thirsty. Anyways. <laughs> Are you talking about 64 ounce from circle K? Dude, we're talking about 69 ounces. Oh, dang. We're talking about 69 ounces. 420 ounces. big gulp. So needless to say, she's like, I can't wait to see Pedro's mask off. I can't wait to see his face. And I'm like, get ready. Because the first time you see it, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to spoil anything. I'm like, I'm like, get ready, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he's handsome. He's, he's definitely handsome. And so she watched and she was like, oh. I still like him anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's all good. bloody and sweaty. Yeah. She loved him. He's great. I do. I love that scene because it shows how vulnerable. I'm, I don't know. I just like this, that being the first time, there's just so much vulnerability in that. And so like, much I, don't know, I just thought that was so good. So much vulnerability. Pedro, I may, he, I, I'm a little thirsty too. Okay. Um, His lock of hair is $531, by the way. That's what it's going for on that website. You wow. should see his hair in Narcos. It is okay. insane. <laughs> what quick question about him in the Star Wars universe is that would someone actually have a helmet all the time and have a really good mustache or is it just all Pedro? Like, is that, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. That's the one thing about Star Wars. I don't know is believable. Here's my, here's my like, comment. Midichlorians are great. But here's my mustache. comment. 
Here's yeah. my comment. Okay. George Lucas said there will never be a non-blue or green lightsaber in the movie series. Oh. You know why Mace Windu had a purple lightsaber? Because Samuel L. Jackson said, if you want me in the series, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a purple lightsaber. And that's how the purple lightsaber came to be in the main movie series. So I'm saying you do you, Pedro. Yeah. If you make that mustache work with the helmet on, even though no one's supposed to see your face, then you do yeah. you. You put your own stamp on this character. Okay, so if we connected it to the lore, though, like why why does that character keep a fine mustache? Can, some, can someone tell me? I mean, Lando Calrissian keeps a fine mustache. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I like, guess that's, that's fair. Some people that are fly, they just fly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Pedro he Mandalorian, cares. he like he might have a razor crest but he doesn't have a razor at home maybe yeah. that's what it is yeah maybe he does it's like you know like i'm thinking like it's, it's what's on the inside that counts and that mustache counts for him on the inside yeah maybe there it's could like, be oh, a million I'm... reasons maybe his dad had a mustache and that's his way of holding to his dad oh we can go we can sentimental and dark about this yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons yeah. why he could have a mustache yeah that goes well beyond his vanity yeah but like, thank yeah. you pedro I do like the idea, though, of him being in a spaceship and then being like, don't look Grogu and like walking over to his mirror and just trimming his mustache, you know? <laughs> that would make right. for some good humor yeah. for like, a, you know, a Disney short. Pedro yeah. trying to shave his mustache while Baby Yoda's trying to peek in all the time. Eating those that eggs. could be a good short. He distracts him with some fish eggs. Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we got to keep moving. So any final thoughts about Mandalorian? Um, before we move along. I will say this. This is mm-hmm. my one thing. I know mm-hmm. we got into it a little bit. Yes. I do not like episodic style shows. I'm very into epic mm-hmm. storylines. I agree. And I wasn't sure how I felt about The Mandalorian until season two, when it got a lot more epic oriented in terms of a, a grand theme behind the show. Mm-hmm. um i i do appreciate that and that was a draw for me with season two i know that's controversial and i know that well well specifically with what we were talking about because of the episodic nature and what exactly is going on but like if i'm going to compare it to wandavision like i feel like the appeal to me is like where's this going i want to know where is this going right. how does it tie in to the bigger um you know, the bigger storyline. And that's what I really did appreciate about season two much more than season one. Mm. I just, I I was like unsure of where they were going with season one. Yeah, I think a lot of people have issue with like kind of the side quest episodes. Personally, I love it. I'm mm-hmm. like, Dave Filoni, get it, son. You are my, you are my man. And you know how to tickle what my peacock you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know peacock. How I, my peacock anyways and I'm that's a very dave anymore. thing to do i've noticed yeah. that from the clone wars because clone wars had a lot of episodic mm-hmm. stuff that i'm just like yeah okay i'm gonna be cooking right now and i'll just listen to jar jar being annoying in the background while i'm just yep. cooking my meal and i'm actually a huge fan of jar jar but i couldn't even stand him in the clone Wars series <laughs> but i love jar jar i like jar jar too that's i think i've never heard Oh shoot! I don't even know what I was gonna say. I just started talking. <laughs> I was gonna say if the season two 
was episodic and continue to be, I would have had some issues, but I, I think it was just for me, mm. I like the side quest because in my mind, I would just repeatedly be like, this is part of the exposition, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're just yeah. taking their time. Yeah. But if it, yeah. if it wasn't that, I would be upset. I like that the show can breathe. Like, I know we keep, I keep referencing her, but they, they, you know, not a lot of shows can just throw in a fish lady and then just like, there's a whole side story with her, like reuniting her with her long lost love. And, you know, I just, I just like that you just never know, like season three will probably do some crazy stuff like that that we can never even guess. Like I would have never guessed some of those things they did. And I think to yeah. me, fun. I like that they can just throw in weird aliens because they're living this huge universe. And so I also love that they have figured out how to do like a main, um, like overall storyline. And exactly. I, yeah, and I trust them on that. And it's great. And that, and, but that, and that's yeah. what it was for me. Like, I didn't mind the minor episodic stuff that they kind of like threw in there. Like I loved the comedic relief. I loved some of the things that were like, you know, we're freeing a specific village, but I do like that they, I felt like they tied in a more connected storyline in season two a little more. And I think that's what kept me, you know, wanting to double or triple dip. Whereas season one, I'm like, you know, I could in maybe five to 10 years, but season two, it's like, yeah, I could immediately go back to it yeah. to want mm-hmm. to rewatch. And not just because I have to, it's like, oh yeah, I want to rewatch this because I just enjoy it. And I want to rewatch it right before number three comes out or season three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one, one quick question before we move on is what are your hopes for season three? Um, if, if any, like, is there anything that you would want? It could even just be, a big vague thing i like i said and i think this is because clone wars was a little bit more fan specific of a series i like that mandalorian has a bigger audience i really do want them if they're gonna start exploring the force with grogu i really want them to start touching on some of the more deeper humanistic side of how grogu's attachment to um rj is that what his name is cj pedro pj pp talking about right now (laughs) anyways r2d2 mando yeah (laughs) his attachment to mando i just i really want to see how that impacts you know their exploration of the force but i also hope that it still remains more about mando and the gritty reality of the world. And I hope they continue to explore the the galaxy of the Star Wars, you know, area. I want to just see more of that. I hope it doesn't get super force obsessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what about you, Cosmo? I, um, something I loved in season two was uh, the hearkening back to some of the other stories that we've seen uh, and weaving that into the Mandalorian story. Um, I know that that actually is kind of controversial because some people wanted Mandalorian to be completely separate from everything that we've Mm -hmm. seen prior, Um, but I liked it. I thought it was subtle and not not too over the top. Um, I I would love to see more in-depth uh, lore uh, within the Mandalorian culture and race and and uh, planet and stuff like huh. that because yeah 
that story has been touched on a little bit, but um, they still talk about like the siege of Mandalore and like, we haven't mm-hmm. seen that. We don't know what the repercussions are necessarily of that. And so I, you know, we, we are left with uh, Mando and Bo-Katan and, uh, and, and uh, the, the dissonance that comes with the dark saber. So I'd love to see some more stuff with that. I think that'd be really cool and really rich. And especially because the show is called the Mandalorian. So yeah. I'd love yep. I'd love them to dive into that culture more, especially when they when they revealed that he's like in a cult. <laughs> like yeah. that he's yes. like in the, the I want to see that more of that. Yeah, I, I just, especially like the way um I forgot the lady's name was digging oh. into him for being in Bo-Katan. this cult. Like you're yeah, you're a part of this old, this old way. I yeah. want to see them really dig into like where does this come from? you know attention between the old ways or you know the true way the right way and and what you know the actual functioning reality of their planet is like yeah i agree i think uh dj and grogu's story in some ways have been told like for me that series was just about their relationship and their mission to kind of like take care of each other and so for me it'd be more intriguing for that to end and learn more about the Mandalorian culture and go back in time, even if they show glimpses of mm. DJ and Grogu, but having the emphasis be on yeah. what once was. Yeah. Yeah. I and, just want more fish lady. I'm just kidding. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm okay if the fish lady story ends where it ends. Um, but I, I'm was she? Well, sorry, Jared. I didn't know what no. was. was she like yeah, a gecko preach. frog. Was she like a gecko frog or she's just a gecko that liked the water. I call her Bertha. Um, but, give birth. Yeah. Oh, that's a good name. Um, I I'm curious how much because okay, so knowing me, like the the hook of the show was Grogu and Baby Yoda. Like when I saw the first episode, I was like, this is pretty cool. And then when it showed Grogu, and then the second episode and shows all the funny things with him, like touching the ball, and I just I'm to want that all the time. And so I'm a little nervous, like what percentage of like Baby Yoda will be in the season three because they're parting ways. Like, well, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, you know, and Disney, Disney knows what they're doing, right? So I don't think they would have no Baby Yoda um, <laughs> because. And they, they know what their fans want yeah, too. Exactly. I mean, That's I think I mean. Grogu has brought in a bunch yeah. of fans that may not be there. I think, I think yeah. Grogu is probably what kept Danielle like engaged with the series. Yeah. Otherwise, she probably would have dropped off after season one. But I think Grogu was the draw, and I don't think Disney is going to risk yeah. losing a fan base by getting rid of little Grogu. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm sure there's a contract uh, about Grogu somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure, like he's on. And he, was, and he was a puppet. Like back to your comment earlier, Aziel, Jim Henson. Like this thing. I don't know. I heard it was expensive and kind of a hassle to have around. But it just, I appreciate it. it wasn't all CGI. It was me. It was the puppet. Yeah. It was real. Puppets are yeah. always way better. Every, the fans way love better. the puppets. Yeah. The yeah. Practical that was the biggest gripe with the so newest good. series was that how heavy George Lucas went to CGI and not keeping the puppeting in there. Yeah, it was bad. In episode four, when they would show random like stuff in the new one or yeah, I guess in the, the like remakes, whatever he did. And you, you could tell that they were like added in. I oh. didn't, I was like, what? Like, I just want to yeah. see the, you know, and I'm sure I know everyone has their own thing about that, but <laughs> yeah, but, right. yeah. 
I get when you get a new gift for Christmas and you want to show everyone it and you want to just like play with it all the time. And I feel like that was a bit like this new technology comes out and George is like, I got to play with this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I used to watch a lot of the like behind the scenes stuff. And apparently what he always said was that he was actually waiting to make the prequel series until technology caught up for him mm-hmm. to go a little more CGI heavy because of these worlds that he had dreamed up that needed a lot of CGI. So he, that was, apparently that was his intention from the beginning was that he was waiting for CGI. But I think the fans reacted that it was a little overkill. Yeah. Can we actually, I want to go back to something that you talked about earlier, Jared, which was like the, the Mandalorian gallery. Um, yeah, I, I really encourage if, if you've watched the Mandalorian to watch those episodes because it's so good, it's so good. And I think, I think something that really stood out to me as like a star Wars fan. Um, but I think it also speaks to people that aren't really star Wars fans is that there's so much love that is put into this series. Like everyone that's directing every, like the, the dude that's doing the music, like he's like, they're, they're all talking about how the way Star Wars has impacted them and how they want to bring that to like the next generation of people. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the show shines like that, that love shines through the show and it's awesome. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't just feel like a money grab or something like that. Yeah. It feels like it's coming from a deep appreciation of the creators. And I love that about it. Um, I just wanted to yeah. say that, that I, I just really have a, a deep appreciation for some of those things too, that are like not really tangible within the show, but like definitely comes through, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you make me want to watch that. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's you got to watch it. Yeah. I got to watch it. But I will say Disney is the new empire. Oh yeah. 100%. It's both a money grab and the people who are making the series are genuine. And I believe everything you say about it. But I know that there's Darth Sidious in the background building his Disney empire and using that cute little mouse to take over the world. I'm okay with it, though. Yeah, I mean, me too. Me too. They they figured out the formula of just you know paying, giving the best directors all their money, and yeah, and they make good stuff, so that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let's let's move on. So we yeah we all give Mandalorian a a crap ton of dips, right? We say if for some reason you haven't dipped into it, you got to dip. Dip it real hard, um, and then double dip, and then maybe triple dip. Which yeah, means man. two dips. Two dips. Okay, yeah. so so we give it all of our dips, all two of our dips. Okay, yes. so. Yes, all two. Yeah, so which brings me to my next question, which is what are you dipping into? All right, so let's let's do a quicker round of this just because this is a longer episode because, you know, Star Wars. Um, but, but yeah, so Matt, what, what have you been dipping into lately? Okay, there's been three things. I'll go quick. The yeah. first is chicken wings, dude. I gave up some bread for Lent, and so I've just been dipping into wings hard. The <laughs> second one is for the top ten food. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think we even talked about like the the greatest combo on the planet. To use your word, verbiage is wings and pizza. Yep, absolutely. I uh, yesterday. For the first time, I watched the movie Love and Monsters. Have you all heard of that movie? Yeah, I like that movie. If you have yeah. I'll give a brief premise. Um, basically, they like nuke this attack or something that's coming to Earth. 
but the chemical from the nuke comes down and mutates all cold-blooded creatures that turn into just monsters that rule the earth. So humanity has to go underground. And the main character, everyone lives in colonies and has radios in their colonies. And the main character um, finds his long lost love in a different colony. And he travel and he tries to, he's like, I'm going to set out and try to find this girl who's 85 miles away. And it's just this, it's an upbeat love story with monsters. Fantastic. Yeah. And then the second one, back to don't leave your baby next to a pit bull. Uh, I've been what? watching on Netflix, <laughs> Canine Intervention. It's such oh, a I saw an watch. That. So good. If you like the dog whisper, you're going to love this anymore. This guy from um, Oakland, California, grew up in the hood. It has created this company where he re rehabilitates animals. It's so good. Canine Intervention. Canine intervention. Yeah. Monsters and wings. Yeah, and I, I doubled that in Love and Monsters. I saw that like a couple months ago and I, I love and monstered it. It was great. Yeah, I want to double dip hard. Yeah. Cosmo, what have you been dipping into? Um, my my list of dip things I'm dipping into are very uh you know, uh it, it's all very child friendly. Oh <laughs> yeah. I got a two-year-old and she wants to watch the same things over and over again. So, um, well, Top the thing that I'm- Yeah, thing, what's your two-year-old into? Let me tell you, but before, before we talk about Luna, let me tell you about what I'm dipping into yeah, for myself because I'm the one in this podcast, not Luna. <laughs> Get her on here. You've been replaced. Dang it. Um, uh, so I, I have been dipping into- uh adventure time oh i've uh, been doing that again okay yeah dude it's right. so good every time i go on a run and i stretch and i watch adventure time yes. it's a perfect amount of time to stretch too what up um so good it's mathematical that's all i gotta say about that show oh, um yeah. it's algebraic <laughs> um <laughs> and uh the other things i'm dipping into uh luna loves the sonic the hedgehog movie <laughs> I want to watch Dang, that. So you're like, you're like, you couldn't even convince dipping. me. Super Sonic. She loves it. The movie isn't that bad. I don't, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't hate I, the original animation. I think it, you didn't hate the original animation, dude. That's a hot take. I like it better. I like the new one better, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> I have teeth. Seen it. His teeth. I mean, he looked he looked perverted. That's okay, but yeah. you know what? I didn't hate it. So, how many times have you seen that movie? Um, at least, well, since I introduced it to her, I think I've seen it four or five times. Okay. She, how many times would you have dipped into it? Um, if at you least, had a choice, at least once. I love Sonic as oh, a character. Okay. Um, but it, anyways, and I I keep asking her, I'm like, who do you like more, Mario or Sonic? And she says Sonic. Whoa. Isn't that wild? It's it's because there's no Mario movie or anything like that. So it's coming. Just, there is. Oh, yeah. live action. And then, um, no. another. Oh man, my internet. We 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 hear you. Wait, you're not lagging. Yeah. Oh, okay. My my uh, the other thing I'm dipping into that Luna's dipping into is uh, Emperor's New Groove. She loves that movie and uh. She quotes it all the time. She'll go up to walls and go, 
live like Kronk. And and she she goes around and says, Ha, boom, baby. And so that's so oh my god. That sounds awesome. That's dipping. That's what I'm dipping into. Okay. Dan, so you've been dipping into. I've been dipping into uh oh, so there's a show that I've been watching like probably for a while, but I felt like I wanted to bring this up. It's called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Have you heard of that show? Yeah. I watched it on Hulu. No. You've heard of it, uh, yeah. Aziel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. So, for guys, I think you all, like, appreciate musicals. Like, to me, that show is mm-hmm. basically, like, what I wanted Glee to be, where mm-hmm. I feel like they, because everyone liked Glee when it came out about the idea of them singing covers, right? But Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, they basically give it a reason where the very beginning of the first episode, she gets in I think she gets hit by a bus or something she basically gets some sort of MRI on her and as she does it like someone's like listening to to music and something happens where she gets this power that she is able to read people's minds but it's all in musical form of cover songs (laughs) so so she hears some people are really emotional all of a sudden like you'll see them all break out in the song and it's like and it's a, I think it's very well choreographed and super well done. And they found a way to make it work, you know, and obviously that type of superpower, it's like, it doesn't make sense, but you don't care because it's fun, you know? So I love it. That and it's really cool. good drama, but I don't know. Yeah, quality show. Um, that's all, that's all time. I've been also re-watching Adventure Time. Um, Cosmo brought that up. Like I've been on- I've never seen that. Five. Yeah. So good. Oh, I watched it in college. Check then, it out. Yeah. That was one of my college shows, that that with regular show and all. <laughs> but but I've been watching, yeah, I love Lumpy Space Princess, which cracks me up. Like, oh my, oh my glob. Oh my LSP, God. baby. <laughs> and yeah, and of course the Ice King is great too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh Aziel, what about you? Um, so I'm gonna go into three different formats. Um Do it. I would say comic book that I'm dipping into. I love this new writer on Batman right now, Mariko Tamaki and Joshua Williamson writing on Batman Future State. I yes. really, oh. I'm loving her take on Batman and what happens with Bruce Wayne. If you guys are keeping up with the comic series, if you're not, then I can't really talk. But she is doing a great job with the writing and the art is beautiful. It really throws me into like um, Blade Runner. Like Mm -hmm. I really feel like I'm watching Blade Runner in comic book form. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful art, great writing, love it. Uh, YouTube, my wife, I suggested a person for my wife to watch on YouTube, a cook, but she's the one who got hooked on it and then has gotten me now hooked on her. Her name's Allison Roman. She's making a pretty big name for herself, but if you like watching cooking shows on YouTube, she's really entertaining, really entertaining. So I would definitely suggest you check her out on YouTube. And I'm watching Lord of the Rings for the first, or reading it for the first time. Oh, okay. And I get the hype of why people read it. I've never read it before and I'm already loving it. That's really good. Wow. Dude, that I have a question a- about future state. My bagel yeah. guy told me about Future State. He said, start with Justice League Future State. Have you read any? I haven't read Justice League Future State. He said it's the best one out of all of them. Whoa. Dang. Wow. 
Dude, that I don't is... know. Yeah, is I my... put Justice League down after a while because I wasn't sure where they were going with it. But I'll have to check out Justice League. Maybe next time I'll come back with my opinion next in, in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dang. We got to do it to it. Justice League. But I, mean... I would highly recommend Dark Detective. I will say that. Dark Detective or Duck Detective? <laughs> dark Detective. Oh. It's not it's not Darkwing Duck. Dude, okay, so I do gotta say the remake of DuckTales is the best. Like I've been there's re- a remake? Yeah, yes. it's all on oh, Disney God. Plus. Yeah, Shout it is Pio. like there is not a lot of like good remakes from like people try to remake stuff like that, but that's it's so solid. Yeah, your We're your face is dropped, Aziel. Jamie and I just finished all of what's on Disney Plus, which is season two. They're in the middle of season three, and I heard they're gonna end it with a huge banger. And it's gonna, and that's like the end. Speaking so, of okay, don't talk um, about it because I was yeah, a no, huge no Ducktales fan. Yeah, watch it. Huge growing up. I yeah, I'm gonna immediately like unhealthily binge this <laughs> in one week. So good. That was my and Jamie's night show. The it's theme so song good. is our, is one of the best to Ducktales. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I forgot to mention we're watching Avatar: The Last Airbender again uh, during middle of the night feedings for our little baby so that's been fun Ooh. we just watched an episode that was directed by dave filoni love you dude what yeah dude it's all yeah. over the place he is all over the place i'm telling you he is everywhere and he is everything Big you news. are the most epic fan i've yeah. ever met cosmos Hart. i'm i'm just blown away i love him yeah <laughs> what would you do to like see dave filoni in person i don't even oh my gosh if i saw him he is just so great. Listen to any interview from this guy. He talks about, oh my gosh, like in that show, the the Mandalorian gallery, he, he is so humble about everything and he knows everything about Star Wars. Like he is Star Wars right now. Bro, I was and- able to listen. When I was working at Disney World, I was able to go to a free event where I got to listen to him speak about the clone wars back when he was planning to start the series for the first time wow i felt like it should have been you and not me (laughs) in that seat and it was a small auditorium too wow dude i love that it was like back when he was the no name you know it's like oh this guy is gonna you know take over the new clone wars and i was like boo you suck get jenity back in here boo (laughs) i love the series now but I was just so offended. I was so offended that they were like, you know, I was like, this this guy's taking over my hero's show. But I love the Clone Wars. I'm saying, but I'm just saying it should have been you in that seat. I feel, I feel. I didn't know him. Tony, I feels like one of those guys is so approachable. You can just sit on the couch with him and just be fascinated with him, but not be intimidated by his presence. You know, you can just kick him. Dang, that's deep. That's true. He's in the, he's in, he makes some cameos, right? Um, In Mando. He's, oh, in, he's in the fish person one, right? Yeah, oh. he's one of the X-wing pilots. Yeah. Dang, if he's if he's in the fish person episode, then I, I gotta find out who that guy is. He's like <laughs> Com- Commander Wolf or something is his name, and it's so cool. Oh, wow, that's love awesome. Him. Well, you guys ready for some trivia questions? Yeah. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> um, how do we want to do it this time? Whoa. <laughs> Did you just say that or did you did you just play something? I just said that. Oh, that sounded like a sound bite. Dang. Um, 
You can use. Anyways, it. yeah, we'll use we'll use that. So how do we how do we want to do this game? Do I need should I ask one person at a time, or do we want like people to like just buzz in, or whoever says it first? Um, whoever has better entertainment value. Yeah, let's do let's do just, one person at a time. And then if they get, we'll do, we've done it before. If they get it wrong, then it gives someone else a chance to jump in. Okay. And we'll do all three of you. And I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'll try and give the questions to where I think your level's at. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll start with Cosmo. Met, like, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Cosmo. All right. Which, okay. Also, these are all about alien species because I wanted to know like the names of all, all the species. So this is like an alien species quiz. Okay, so this one is pretty specific. Which alien species was most responsible for obtaining the second Death Star plans? Um, Bothan Spies. That was good. Yeah. Did you know that, Aziel? I did not know, okay, but yeah. once he said it, I was like, dang, he's right. Yeah, it's correct. Bo Bothans are like a dog-like species. Oh, what? There are dogs in Star Wars. There are dogs in yeah. Star Wars. Other than How just pit bulls. Don't leave your baby next to a Bothan spy. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Okay, let, let, let's go to Matt. Um, I'm curious. All of these, I feel like I wouldn't know, but so I don't even know. I, I don't know. Okay, maybe, I'll do this one for Aziel because I'll, I'll do one for Matt that I think you could know. Okay, so Aziel, Greedo the bounty hunter was a member of which alien race? Is that too easy? I don't know if that's... Heep, heep hop? Heep hop anonymous? <laughs> you give him all the easy ones. <laughs> what movie? No, I'm Big quizzing Daddy. you. What movie? Oh. No, that was for Jared. Fool. I'm sorry. You, you which movie? Oh, oh shit's I was pointing at the camera. It looked like he didn't hear it. He didn't hear, my, he didn't hear what I said. Yeah, I, I'm the only one in the camera. <laughs> oh man how far are you in Shit's creek right now well, i was quoting uh, big daddy oh, oh big da i was quoting big daddy oh, i do remember that i thought someone said Shit's creek well i don't know the answer to that i can't <laughs> even remember dangly necks and fish face you think i'm gonna remember some <laughs> bounty hunters all right cosmo what <laughs> is it things. cosmo what is it uh greedo is a ro he's a rodian Dang. Dang. Matt, would you have known no. that? No. <laughs> I've Kaz been to a dunked on me. Okay, Kaz just dunked on me and his knee just like shoved me in the face while he was just like, you know, <laughs> making mad I don't think that was his, his knee. His dunk. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt. I'll tell you that. Okay. Matt, what, what alien species is Ahsoka? Do you know that? I don't know that, but I'm going to take a guess. Is that okay? <laughs> yes. I could give you uh, multiple choice. Let, let's hear it. Okay. Hear guess. If you want to give me multiple choice. Okay. Um, so we got Bith. We got Wookie. We got Twi'lek or Togruta. I'm probably saying people are probably like yelling at me when I'm like. I'm going to say Togruta because she has two of those things coming off her head. Yeah. Twi'lek. That's Togruta? Yeah. What, you thought it was Twi'lek? And I said, I, yeah, I did. Cause oh, she no, has a little, I I, she has a little hair danglies. Is, is there such a thing as a Twi'lek? Yeah, there is. Who's Biff? The Twi'lek are the ones that uh, they bust out of the prison in season one that are the purple ones. 
Um, I don't like them. Yeah, they're technically two different races from different planets, but they do have similar danglies. <laughs> See, Kaz is just dunking on us nonstop. Yeah. All right, Aziel, like, I got a question for you. Like, um, oh, so I can get um, dunked on again? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so what is the species of the pod racers to Bulba? Well... <laughs> Give him, give him multiple choice. Ugly ass roach. <laughs> Dude, okay, so, so Bulba, the way he walks like on his hands and uses his feet, like I, I like that. Like he, what a guy. Uh, uh, what a guy. He was a horrible human being or whatever species he is. Okay, also, roach with a mustache being. Pod racing, like does everybody die in every race like that? Like, is that a normal thing? Like, that's one of my questions about pod racing. Like, is that just like a a death match? And then why is Anakin allowed to pod race in like these <laughs> these like death matches every week? Didn't you watch episode one that puberty. explained why he was able to put to do it? <laughs> Qui Gon Jinn is very irresponsible. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, he's a man of deep faith, or he whatever that equivalent is for force. His intuition uh, dangles like a Sokotan dangles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cosmo, do you, do you know the the species of Sebulba? I don't actually. Okay, if you it give is... me multiple choice, I might be able to. Okay, yeah, let's do that. So multiple choice is Doug, Ugnot, Triani, and Wookie. Why is Wookie always in there? <laughs> Everyone knows what Wookie is too. Yeah. You don't even have to watch Star Wars to so know Wookie. It's, it's like they give you the one answer. I was just, yeah, it's funny. I wonder if there's hairless Wookies like there's albino, you know, alopecia Wookies. They have alopecia. They're just, they're just skin. <laughs> Those Wookies are ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Cosmo, you got a guess? Uh, Doug. Okay, it is Doug. Yeah. Doug. I yeah. Um, I'll give you like half a point because you because you needed the yeah. I bet you they do ritual shaming for Wookies who have done naughty things and shave them in front of their communities and the next communicate them. What yeah, do their heads look like? And then they just throw them a bottle of SPF seventy and just like, hey, <laughs> don't burn up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. Uh, Oh, I feel like you'll know this, Cosmo. I'm trying to. Okay, actually, I, I do have a question for you, Cosmo. Um, yeah. What is okay? So this quiz specifically says, "Can you name these aliens who are known for their musical skills?" And it shows the aliens like do 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 the oh. ones that sing that song. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're classics. Oh. Good job with remembering the tune. Oh, yeah, that, that's an earworm. It was close. That's an ear one. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know their names. Um, you don't know their names? No. Uh, I can't. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you guys multiple choice. Um, so, Fifth, Rodian, Ewoks, and Wookie. Wookie's in there. What the? Oh, it's Biff. Clearly. Oh, it is Biff. Biff. Oh yeah, because you we talked about Biff. We've it's talked Biff. about all of the other races. <laughs> Wookie, why is Wookie always man? Better read these quizzes. Yeah, I thought you were saying Biff, like Biff's bagels or something. Okay, like Blit. Yeah, Biff Tannen. Okay, Matt, I got one last question for you. This 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 one's pretty easy. Which alien race ran the Trade Federation at the start of Clone Wars of the Clone Wars? 
Cosmo with the dunk. Multiple choice. Nimodian. Oh. Does he at the very first episode? They're like they're like the ones in the first one that are like Oh yeah. They're they're pretty probably they're in the beginning of the movie. That's called maggot face. (laughs) I I actually I think that species could make for a really good shoot off series. Because you can see their confusion and tension of the brokenness with the um, Republic, but also the manipulation happening with Darth Tyrannus. Man, that could make such a good series. I was very compelled by the leadership of that that species. Anyways, I don't know their names. That sounds interesting. I feel bad for saying they look like maggots. I'm sorry. (laughs) You should. Way to dehumanize them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're beautiful. But Cosmo, do you did you know? I'm not actually sure either. Okay. Uh, if you give me like cocoa clothes, butter or something, because they're ashy. Matt, Matt's still going. Okay. Emodian, <laughs> Togruta, Bothan, and it's Duros. I was gonna say Wookie, but Duros is the last one. And Wookie. <laughs> uh, say them again. Nimodian, Togruta. I said Nimodian. Yeah, I don't know. Nimodian, Nimodian, Togruta. But- no, but that's why I'm saying who I vote for. Oh, Duros uh, and Wookie. Added a fifth with Wookie. Yeah. Duros is the race of Cad Bane, I'm pretty sure. Um, and so I agree. I think it's the first one that you had mentioned. It is that one. It's the Modian. Um, Matt, okay, this is a bonus question. I want to know if, if Matt knows this. Do you know what Jar Jar Binks is? Um, he lives, no, I don't know. He lives underwater. Okay. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, what is, what letter does it start with? G. He's a Gungan. Yeah! yeah! Matt, an yeah. honorary fan now. Is are you, you guys going to let him into your club? He's in. Okay. Sweet. Thank you all. Yeah. Welcome in. Yeah. Also, um, I didn't say this, but I said this before. I wouldn't consider myself a fan of Star Wars and not at all in a negative way, but I would consider the definition of fan being someone who's like all in on everything in the franchise. And I like it because I like good shows and movies, but there's like, I don't see like a spinoff of Star Wars and I'm not like, oh, I can't wait for that. If it comes out and I hear it's good, I'm excited to watch it. I like how you dropped this bomb at the end of the, the show. Yeah, like, I know. So yeah, we I can't yell at you and call you positive. mean names and destroy your spirit. Yeah. Um, such a I, still, I love, I still really like Star Wars. I just, I just by the definition, I just wouldn't say I'm a fan. But I'd say convenient I, timing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hipster. Okay, want to say one more positive thing so we don't end it on on me saying that. What are you then? What am I? I am a avid watcher. Is that? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm a fan fish, of good shows and movies, lady. and most of it is good shows and movies. What's um, a non-Marvel uh, thing that you're a fan of? A non-Marvel? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, books, YouTube series, just give yeah. us something to oh, not destroy our spirits at the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, but Marvel's so good, so it's hard to not, like, Marvel's the only thing on my mind right now. 
Um, <laughs> so healthy. I'm a fan of my wife, JB. Um, I can and, give you some, Jared. Yeah, yeah. I, I just for I just I'm just in the moment, so I don't remember everything. Uh, what, Jared? Matt? You are you have like in depth oh, knowledge, of, like okay. amusement park. Yeah. Like well, yeah. If we stuff. talk about things that aren't, yeah. I listen mm-hmm. to podcasts about like Disneyland, and I know exactly which rides are like currently closed and all that stuff. Because I was, yeah, I love I love theme parks. So I'm a huge fan of theme parks. I would dip into those. My honeymoon, I was supposed to go last May. I'm going this May. Um, and then also, how could I forget the Muppets? Huge Muppets. fan of the Muppets. Uh, <laughs> I knew that of you, actually. We got to have an episode about Gonzo and Muppets from space. Dude, I mean, okay, they just released we, the Muppet show on Muppet. Disney+. Plus. We can have a Muppet episode. I'm so down. Yeah. We watch a couple episodes. and Because I recently watched... Oh, I saw the Star Wars episode of the Muppets because they have a Star Wars episode with Luke and C-3PO and R2-D2. Or, well, Mark Hamill is in it. But it's 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 great. It's like it's like good. It's a good mix of Muppets and Star Wars. I highly recommend. We yeah. we should do a Muppet because I have a crazy story about this puppet lady I met like a year ago. <laughs> it is it is. Borderline. Let's save that. Let's save that. Yeah, for that's the a perfect to be yeah. continued ending. <laughs> yeah, to be continued. One thing before I want to say before we end. So, um, well, we're going to do. Uh, Justice League. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. I can't say I'm fully looking forward to watching the four hour movie, but I'm excited to talk about it. Um, and <laughs> if, if you enjoy dropping all these negative bombs at the end of the episode, trying to get out safe without us. I feel like I felt safe and I felt like there were, you know, I was secure and now I feel unstable. <laughs> Guys, I'm allowed to not like things, okay? <laughs> you haven't even seen it. I no, I haven't seen it. Uh, any for I don't like. I don't believe any movie should be longer than how long was uh, Ed Game? Uh, three hours? Oh. Just kidding. No, <laughs> longer that than hurts. honestly, most movies shouldn't be longer than than I would say two hours and fifteen minutes. I think you got to be a really good movie to be longer than that time. That that's, Godfather. that's my opinion. Godfather, never seen it. Um, Godfather two never seen it sorry people are going to be really upset i i I need to stop talking because i'm sure people are really mad just digging yourself Um, if you if you like the other guys and not me that's okay can you give us a five-star review on itunes we would love that um i love that movie other guys is such a good movie (laughs) is that what you i'm I'm gonna stop talking we're 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 way off it's it's late um but it's been a long time been a long time but yeah, thanks for listening. Any any final thoughts, um, Cosmo Aziel? Anything you want to say to Dippy no. Nation? No, nothing to Dippy Nation. They love we them. love y'all. You guys are the reason we exist. Yeah. That's true. And for you guys, we'll edit out all that stuff that we just talked about, that Jared just talked about, all that negative stuff. Just think about, just just think about the all light the side stuff. of the force. You know what I mean? Do what Luke would do. Okay, me <laughs> saying I'm not a fan is not negative. I clarified with that. I just, I'm not like a hundred. I'm like 95. Is that, that's, that's positive. That's an A. That's a solid A. That's helpful. That's helpful. Yes. But you should have said that. You should have said that when you were saying the thing about. I said I liked, I, that's why I said the definition of fan. That's all, all right. I'm saying. Okay. Well, you guys have a wonderful day, Dippy Nation. <laughs> we love you. Um, Cosmo and I are going to have some conversations. We'll, we'll see you guys later. Bye guys. Bye.
Bye. <laughs> Tickle my my peacock. Well, you know? Tickle your what? <laughs> 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 That's our spirit bird.